Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So before we get to chapter six, remember where we've been at in chapter five. I just encourage you, it's so important uh, when you read narrative in the Bible to understand the whole picture of the story. So if you just jump into Exodus chapter six, I'm not saying the Lord can't show you something. I'm not saying that the word can't challenge you and encourage you, but it's really important to know where we've been at the last five chapters. And specifically in the last chapter, if you listen to yesterday's episode or if you read Exodus five before you listen to this, is that Exodus five left us uh, looking at Moses where Moses is really kind of frustrated because he's like, God, you told me to come here and I came here and you said you were going to deliver the people, but God, I came, I've spoken to Pharaoh and nothing is happening. God's not doing what he said he was going to do. And Moses has to be wondering, God, did you forget why you sent me? Right, God, did you forget why you sent me here to Pharaoh? You said you were going to deliver the people, but it's actually gotten harder for the people before it's gotten better. And I love what God says um, in Exodus chapter 6. And I know I said in a lot of these episodes, we're going to summarize the chapter, but this is just too good um, not to read today. So let's just read the first eight verses. And I hope you read chapter 6 on your own apart from that. Uh, But here's the first eight verses. It says, But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will send them out. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of this land. So again, God says, that's ultimately what I'm going to do. Pharaoh is going to let the people go. But listen to what God says. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. There's Yahweh again. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not, my, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. So remember what I said a couple episodes ago. I really believe if you read the Old Testament and don't really read it and understand it through God's promise that he made to Abraham, we're always going to be missing a piece, right? That God promised Abraham a land, blessing, um, multiple, uh, or a ton of descendants that all people on earth be blessed through him. And again, God's calling Moses back to here. He's saying, I promise this to Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. That's why I'm doing what I'm about to do. So it says in verse five, moreover, I've heard the groaning of Israel, whom the Egyptians hold of slaves, and I've remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, there's Yahweh again, and I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians and will deliver you from slavery and will redeem you with an outstretched arm with with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord, there's Yahweh again, your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So so there it is again. He's fulfilling what he promised Abraham. He says, I will give it to you for possession, for I am the Lord. There's Yahweh again. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because their broken spirit and harsh slavery. So Moses says this, and the people still are just so conflicted by the bondage of slavery. It's just hard for them to believe it. But God is saying here, Moses, I've not forgotten. I know it's gotten harder for the people, but I've not forgotten. And God's really going back to even before the burning bush. He's not telling Moses like, hey, I've not forgotten what I've said at the burning bush. But more importantly than that, I've not forgotten the promise I made hundreds of years 
ago to your forefather Abraham. I've not forgotten that promise. God is saying here, I'm going to show up. And what we're going to see in the next chapters, as chapter 7, the plagues begin, um, and, and that's the famous 10 plagues as we're going to look at uh, throughout this uh, podcast series on Exodus. But what I love is before it gets to chapter 7, there's this random weird spot in uh, verse 14 through 30 where it gives us the genealogy of, of Moses and Aaron. The Bible just kind of throws in this genealogy of Moses and Aaron. And honestly, this is kind of weird. Like, it's a weird spot. Like, I think we would probably expect this to be, like, in chapter 4, probably. Like, if we're thinking, like, logically, we probably expect it to be, like, right before uh, Moses even goes before Pharaoh at the beginning. We would kind of expect the genealogy to be there. But instead, it's here. And and my theory on why this is, and I, I think this is just cool to notice, is it's almost like the Bible is reminding us, hey, the, these guys, Moses and Aaron, they're just normal dudes. Like they have fathers and they have grandfathers and great grandfathers, and you can go back to their descendants. And many of the Israelites would have known the descendants of Moses and Aaron. Like when they read out names, like and they read out names of their great 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 grandfather. Some people are like, "Hey, you know what? I've heard about that person, or I've done that." The Bible showing us that these are just normal men whom God called out of the people to deliver the people for Him. And so here's what's so cool, because what we're about to see is this: is that God can use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. I mean, that God can take a dude like Moses who has a genealogy just like you, a genealogy just like me, just a normal person that you can trace back. And yet God is able to do extraordinary things through ordinary people. And I'm letting you know, as we read chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, as you read it, my prayer for you is that you would be blown away by how awesome your God is. Because we're about to see God just flex on the people of Israel uh, or the people of Egypt. He's going to show off. This is the first moment really in all of scripture, um, apart from creation, obviously, that we're going to see God just putting on a display of how awesome and how great and how mighty he is. And he's doing this primarily through the hand of Moses and Aaron. And, and I think this genealogy is here to show us that they were just normal guys whom God called. And I just encourage you, maybe you might think you're ordinary today. Maybe you might think there's nothing special behind you. And, and let me just remind you, you're uniquely and wonderfully made that God formed you in your mother's womb. So that alone makes you not ordinary. But what's amazing is that God can use people whom we would just deem as ordinary, normal people. God can use ordinary people through extraordinary and do extraordinary things. God can use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And man, we're about to see God do some extraordinary things in the next few chapters. So buckle up and get ready uh, because the next few chapters, I know are going to encourage you about how great your God is. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.